0: or presumably amazing people. I don't know. I don't know your life. So I'm choosing to say that you're amazing people. Um, (laughs) anyway, it's another Tuesday or Monday, depending on how late I decided to stay up and post this. Uh, we have some shit to talk about. And wouldn't my mom be proud of how her daughter turned out with swearing and all that jazz? Um, so that's, me being off topic, (laughs) out of the way. I just want to say thanks to the person who liked my Facebook page last week, and the wonderful person who gave me, or gave the Trans Alany Insane Asylum a heart on SoundCloud. Thanks to the two of you, you're amazing. Now I shall actually get started. Today we are in Canada, Nova Scotia, a place I've never actually been to, which is weird. But, um will be to, eventually, be on my quest to visit all of East Coast of Canada. And it is actually a historic site that we're doing, as well as one of Canada's most haunted locations, because everywhere is. Alright, with that out of the way, because that's my word today, um, or words, uh, um, why, I don't think I'll, You, where it is. Um, I'm starting with a story, so it'll tell you in there. You can look at the title, (laughs) but I will remain my disillusionment that you are listening to this in real time with me. Um, Okay, so on to the first story. This was written by Shelly Cameron. I'm gonna butcher her other last name, McCarran's. M-C-C-A-R-R-O-N-S I don't know how you say that. Uh, Saturday, October 27th, 2012. Halifax, which is in Nova Scotia, for those who don't know. Um, When the main gate of the citadel swings open, a lone 78th Highlander in a kilt and red coat stands silently on the drawbridge holding a glowing lantern in the twilight. The sentry peers into the crowd, utters not a word, and turns hard on his heel back into the old British fort, officially known as Halifax Citadel National Historic Site. The crowd's hush is palpable, and more than 40 spectators watch until the soldiers turn and, with a wave of his arm, beckons us to follow him inside, our invitation to the Legends of Halifax Citadel Ghost Tour. I find myself exhaling and scurrying to catch up as my nine-year-old daughter grabs my hand and we walk quickly across the drawbridge and through the arched stone gate, breathing in the fresh scent of the night air, as we leave the modern-day Halifax far behind. Just minutes earlier, sitting in the grass of the fort's exterior, I'd given a crash course in history to my daughter on the brilliance of the Citadel's defensive location, Completed in 1956, it is the fourth in a series of four to occupy this hill overlooking the harbor since 19, er, 1749. Because she's trying to steal my thunder on my history portion. I can att- <laughs> sorry, I can attest to the hill's steepness. We have puffed our way up to the star-shaped fort, once known as the Warden of the North—another fact that she's stealing from me—and now gazed on the twinkling lights of Halifax. We watched a, a ship steam into harbor, where I and I pointed how from how from um, blah blah blah. I can read. I promise. I swear it on my life. From every di- direction, land or by sea. The 78th Highlanders, the regiment that guarded this once-major garrison in the British Empire, could see an enemy approaching. Today, the Citadel is one of Canada's most visited national historic sites, and buzzes through the year with a multitude of special events, including weddings, dinners, and Christmas soirees. You might be interested in a lot of stuff that I don't feel like saying. Anyway, the ghost tours... Offered Friday and Saturday nights until October 27th, our year and a year-round by appointment, take visitors by candlelight through ditches and over ramparts into the th- thick tunnel and prison cells, down cobblestone alleys and restricted areas to hear accounts and chilly apparition and ch- of chilling apparitions and unexplained happenings at their actual locations. I'm sorry that sounded weird. I. I'm not good at speaking. The reason we do our tour is because for decades and decades, people always asked, where do you keep your ghosts in this creepy old castle? Says a shadowy figure who welcomes us on the inside. If you notice deposits, cause I had to sneeze. <laughs> Standing on the parade square, he identifies himself only as Mr. Adams and says that, uh, and, I don't know what this abbreviation is. P-T-E dot under hay. Our sentry from the gate will be our guides tonight. Yeah, I should have looked that up. Oh, well, it means something in British middle military terms. Anyway, Adam is dressed head to toe in somber black, such as a civilian would have worn in the 1860s with his hat pulled down. It's hard to distinguish his features as we stand there in twilight. The stories we are about to hear are true, he says. We dug through old newspapers, interviewed old employees, and uncovered more than 36 ghost stories, and that number continues to grow all the time. The stories keep growing and growing and growing. Adam assures us that no theatrical ghost will jump out and startle us. The atmosphere speaks for itself. On this warm fall night, amid the battlements rising in the sky, it feels truly as though we are standing on a movie set. The sky hustle and bustle just minutes away has vanished. We stare through old-fashioned sash windows into the old stone barracks. This is the Halifax Citadel at night. It looks abandoned, but it never, ever is unoccupied. Indeed, many of the stories come from the graveyard shift commissioners, and cleaning staff who prowl these grounds in the dead of night. We hear of sightings of the Grey Lady of the Cavalier Building. My heart quickens as we retrace the frightening steps of one young employee's dash through the darkened tide of history theatre to try and find an unexpected man who appeared on her monitor. We follow Adam down a long, steep flight of stone steps, to the garrison cells, where there are arched enclosures and defensive casements that once housed soldiers convicted of minor offenses. This is the one place in the, of the great misery, he says, where the hapless soldiers slept on iron cots and spent long hours staring at the whitewashed walls. An artillery piece is aimed out the window, positioned to fire into the citadel's ditch if attackers should reach that far. I feel, I feel chills later when I fall too far behind the person carrying the lantern as we travel through the low ceiling sally port, a tunnel into the thicker inner walls. The darkness becomes disquietingly so, and I quicken my footsteps to catch up with the dimly lit narrow passageway. When we emerge into the of ditch, I embrace the light and soak up the atmosphere all the more. That was from The Star, which, um, just a note to the non-Canadian listeners, The Star is one of the top papers in Canada. We only have, like, four, (laughs) but it's, like, I would say that it's generally pretty reputable, as reputable as any paper or news source can be, um, yeah. So, now on to the history, even though she did steal some of my cylinder, but oh well. Um, also, did I say that you should look up photos yet? Because this place looks amazing, and you should look it up, because it's really fucking cool. (laughs) Alright. History, history. Okay, so, today, Parks Canada deals with the Citadel, who restored it to its mid Victorian glory for tours and education, ghost tours, etc.? But before that, it was really important to the various wars in Canada's history, or more or less when Canada was a territory of um, the f- French and the British. Halifax was part of the British kind of side and because it was on they didn't know that the west coast existed or the west coast didn't matter so the east coast where halifax uh, is was very important to everyone west coast not so much middle of the country not so much <laughs> anyway <laughs> so it was really important to the various wars um and despite being called the fort george citadel it's not actually a citadel. It's simply built on a hill that's called Citadel Hill. It was a fully active fort because Canada had a lot of forts um, all around. That's basically Canadian history, our various forts and horrible treatment of everyone. Um, our first fort uh, uh, for here, the citadel <laughs> fort, fort citadel uh because yes there is four of them um that were built had as it had many versions was established in 1749 is that the furthest we've gone back i don't think so as an english stronghold to not let the french win basically um (laughs) the french and the british really hated each other in Canada. (laughs) Halifax apparently um, was very important for those 10 years when the Anglo-French rivalry was there. Just there. Then it moved elsewhere. Anyway, this fort protected Protestant settlers against raids by the French, the Acadians, and Wabanaki Confederacy, which uh, was the fort's first war, Father Le Loutre's War. I'm pretty sure I didn't say that right. I'm going to note that the Mic... Oh, I'm going to say this wrong. It's a tribe. A uh, Mac? M-I apostrophe K-M-A-Q were involved because a presumed treaty violation which knowing our history they were probably in the right in this there probably was a treaty violation Um, this war lasted from june 21st 1749 to september 11th 1749 so that's less than three months that we had that war Then we have the seven year war, which it is also in the history on this fort is super long. So I will be leaving, um, some stuff out and condensing it because we don't want to know that much about a Canadian fort. Um, because as much as it is interesting, I assure you it is not. Um... (laughs) Or you can look it up. Um, So during the Seven Years' War, basically Quebec hated Halifax, paying for 12 scalps retrieved from there, and the... Oh, this tribe again. Um, They really didn't like the English in Halifax. I'm just... Yeah, that tribe basically just kept raiding and wearing down the fort with that, and the American Revolution in 1780, they decided they needed fortification from both the French and the Americans. It's rebuilt in 1776, gained it the nickname the Warden of the North by Western Europe. I'm pretty sure that was just Britain that called it that. Um, Yeah, and it was basically called that only because it stayed loyal, a loyal colony after the American Revolution. So, it didn't defect, basically, was why I was given a cool name. Um, uh, Sorry, I can read my notes fast. Um, The American Revolution, it was... Yeah, I already said that. It was built or rebuilt a third time, being the only one with King George III's name. They also... Before that, it was just a fort. Um, Did any of the other forts in Canada have the king's name? I don't think so. Hmm. Anyway, um... (sighs) (laughs) Um, they were usually just named after the person who built them. Anyway, um, they also freaked out during the French Revolutionary War, fortifying, when in doubt, fortify, I guess. Um, during the War of 1812, uh, Canada, well, the British, French, and Indigenous versus America, uh, it did not, um, have a good time. Um, the fort got destroyed in, like, I think it was a single siege by the Americans. But, hey, we won the actual war. <laughs> so, yeah, it got built four times. This last time, it is what it is now, completed in 1856. This is the current fort that you will see and how it was, an, like, uh, restored. Uh, it was built with the Americans in mind to repel any attacks because that was a hurt on their pride they, c- <laughs> and any attacks that the Americans could throw at them. And as time went by, the Citadel basically became a place for people to just come. <laughs> During the American Civil War, um, the 78th Battalion just, like, came to Nova Scotia and Halifax. Um, that was the American 78th Battalion, by the way, in the Civil War. They just came and stayed for two years. And the Canadians, still British, at the time, just let it happen. They were like, okay, do you want a place to stay? And then again, during the Second and First World War, um... The they were, I guess, scared, and they fortified again. Also, between the first and second world war, we became a country. Yay! Um, anyway, so the fort continued to fortify because by I, I, that's what they thought was the best idea. Uh, they were afraid of an attack. I don't know why, they're not important to anyone but Canada. So that is a brief, brief history of the fort. If you're wondering about deaths, of course there were reported deaths. The, oh god, this tribe, I don't want to offend anyone but I'm really bad at saying their name. m m Me- Kermark, maybe? Um, it killed many. The French killed many. Hell, I'm sure there were training accidents which caused death. With, it was an active fort and it was active for a long time. The problem I ran into when researching this was being able, unable to actually find any ghost activity. It's called one of the most haunted places but without any available information on activity other than people's accounts so it's kind of frustrating um the good thing about that is there are plenty of stories so i have two more for you today oh one thing i forgot to say is if you're interested in more about uh the fort and its history i do have the links to um Um, Nova Scotia's information page on the fort, uh, Canada Historic Places uh, page about the fort, and the wiki page about the fort as well, and its history. So you can check that out if you are more interested in a more in-depth kind of look into what it's all about. Um, Yeah, so anyway, back to... Scary. In the daytime, the Halifax Citadel seems like a green, interesting, and welcoming welcoming place to check out. At night, things get spooky. From now until the end of October, you and a group of daring explorers can check out a five-star... or The star-shaped... Not a five-star. It's not a five-star. I promise you. The star-shaped fort to hear some ghost stories and maybe see some paranormal activity. Michelle Leham... Fucking hell, Lemon. One of the tour guides said she decided to take on the ghost tours to face her own fears. It's really fun, to be honest. I love the fort having grown up around it, Lemon said, and added that she worked at the Citadel during summer as a military inter- interpreter. I'm really a skittish person, and I thought that it would be a good challenge to myself on a good to, to, to go myself on a ghost tour. The tour takes visitors throughout the historical site, from prison cells, tunnels, walkways, and other parts of the citadel. A costumed guide leads the tour, with a few participants carrying candle-lit lanterns. The ghost tour training scare, scared me for days as we had to collect and hear all of the stories, she said. I'm one of those people who, that kind of believes in the supernatural, although I m- might just read too much Harry Potter. I definitely believe that some of the unexplained things here could be attributed to ghosts, she said. Everyone likes that adrenaline rush to be scared. These stories, whether you believe in ghosts or not, they get your imagination running. Lehman said many of the ghosts before are from hundreds of years ago when the fort was actively used by the British. However, many are also recent accounts of something going bump in the night. The Grey lady story scares me the most because they've been with me the longest, she said. When I was younger, the commissioners would always tell me the Grey Lady was stealing my dress when I wasn't looking because they would see her on the balcony. It scared me so bad, I loved it. Linda, fuck, Whaley, why can't Canadians have easy last name? Visiting from Toronto decided to check out the tour with family and friends on August 1st. It was fun to go get to go through the fort at night by candlelight, which gives it more of a historical ambience that it would have had back in the twist it's a say, I think it means day, Whaley said, adding that she enjoyed the story about the unfortunate surgeon who fell down and one of the wells and died some time ago and is occasionally still spotted on the grounds. It isn't the first ghost tour at the historical site. Whaley has attended, so she also went to a voodoo, on a voodoo tour in New Orleans. I like the history when you go on a ghost tour. What you're really hearing is popular cultural story, she said. And mostly It's mostly hearsay that's been passed on again and on again, and I kind of find that fascinating. Hal Thompson... An experienced product development <laughs> I can read at Citadel developed the tour over 10 years ago. I started collecting ghost stories as a side interest from the site just for fun in the early 90s, Thompson said. After a while, I realized we have a lot of ghost stories right here. Thompson decided to make his ghost story collection hobby into a program that Citadel. At Citadel, after attending a ghost tour at the Gettysburg Memorial site, adding that it's a somewhat ironic way to bring history back to life. It also draws people back, er, it also draws in people who aren't necessarily interested in history, but might be interested in the folklore aspect, he said, or people who just want to be scared. Although the ghost ghost tours at Citadel have been going on for about a decade, new stories are still being added every year. We don't judge whether ghosts are real or not. We leave that up to the audience to decide. We present this as folklore and sometimes that and history blend together. This all comes from oral stories or people's personal experiences. He's never seen a ghost himself, but Thompson said a colleague's radio would mysteriously turn on by itself when no one else was around. I have an open mind about it. Some of the stories are very compelling, he said. Certainly the people who saw, heard, or experienced something, they're not making it up. They definitely have perceived something." And that was written by another person with a really hard last name. Colin Chisholm C H I S H O L M um from the chronicleherald.ca and i found some <sighs> actually found a little blurb about what people were seeing anyway so Staff and visitors have reported several apparitions walking the grounds here. With one in particular, visitors witnessing a soldier in uniform walking into one of the rooms in the old prison area and then simply vanishing. This is a common theme with many reports centered around apparitions. Other ghostly figures that have been witnessed include an old man, a woman, a man in a red cloak, and an older lady who has been known to show herself in mirrors, which is creepy as fuck. A little girl is said to follow the groups taking part in the ghost tour, fun, with group members often experiencing her holding hands. Other (laughs) reports include disembodied voices, unexplained bangs and knocks, mists captured on film with the naked eye, Um, the feeling of being watched is common as a complaint, as is the sudden feeling of nausea, sudden gusts of winds in closed-off rooms, furniture being moved, doors banging, and on occasion, people have been pushed by unseen forces. That I got from hauntedrooms.co.uk, and it is also... Good to note just for some of the experience or the whatever um, activity that it can be explained by the building being over a hundred years old. Um, So yeah, just to keep that in mind. Um, And now we have another story because I want to. Maybe this one will have more hauntings in it. Halifax is also rumored to be the home of Canada's presumably most haunted national historical site. The Citadel is a star-shaped fortress dating back to 1749 and is situated on the summit of a small hill in the heart of the city. Oh, I'm sure it would be hurt to know that it was a small hill. It has recorded hundreds of sightings over the years. When Parks Canada became op began operating at Fort George on on Citadel Hill in the 1950s, staff and visitors both began reporting apparitions walking the grounds. Some witnessed a soldier in uniform entering a room in the old prison before vanishing upon investigation. Other visitors to the fort have reported seeing ghostly figures of a man in a red cloak and an older lady appearing in mirrors. Again, fucking creepy! I would lose my shit if I saw another person in the mirror and there was no one there. Um, sorry. <laughs> one specter appears more mischievous with guests who take part in guided ghost tours. Many of these accounts are reported are reported to be a small girl following the tour with some experiencer holding their hands before she vanishes by the end of the tour. Uh, one night a security guard station overlooking the second floor balcony, saw a woman in a long white dress on the veranda pass beneath him, turned, turning around the corner of the building and disappearing upon his investigation. In the mid-1980s, a new night security guard spotted a woman in an old-fashioned grey dress on the third floor window of the Citadel's Cavalier building. After quickly climbing the stairs, he discovered no one in the room. Reporting this to his fellow security guards, they informed him about the Grey Lady, who often visits the Cavalier Lady. Is the Grey Lady Cassie Allen, the fiancee of Sergeant Edwards, a soldier who was so distraught at being late for their wedding that he shot himself in the doorway of his Citadel barracks on November 14, 1900? Oh, oh. That's a little dramatic. Whether his death was by accident or intention, his bride waited at Trinity Church altar before coming, becoming hysterical upon hearing of his demise. Another security guard who regularly reported on a thin war, woman in a white dress entered the Cavalier building only to disappear. Researching his sighting, it was discovered that most occurrences happened when he sat on a pair of antique chairs. Made from salvaged wood from the altar. That was from Travel Corner, with a K, at, er, not at Travel Corner. Spelled K-O-R-N-E-R. This will be in the description. dot wordpress. dot com. Count to Canada. Woo Canada. Um. All right. So. What do you think? I'm not sure. Uh, So, (laughs) I like because it's Canada, so we just want to be loved. Um, uh, So, I'll leave it up to you to decide. Uh, (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that, though, because I had fun doing it, because it was Canada. Yay! Was it my first Canada one? I think it was. I have another one scheduled. But, it'll be later. I think in mid to late November or January. Anyway, um, I'm blabbing again. So happy holidays. If you celebrate Christmas, I hope you had a wonderful time because this will be up on either late, uh, the 25th in my time or early the 26th, my time. Um, so I hope you had a wonderful time with friends and family and those of you who don't celebrate Christmas I hope you had a wonderful time during your holiday or your whatever and spent it with friends and family and had a great time. Um, so as always any uh, suggestion, comments, suggestions comments questions or concerns it's at mindless DWh or spooky scary fun time on Facebook have a fabulous day I know you're gonna love next week's episodes I'm so excited about it so get amped I don't know and stay spooky.